this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Liberty from Prophecy Now and Spirit Move Ministries. It's awesome to have you listening here on Prophecy Now podcast. I would like to remind you of our Dream Talks deal that we have going on right now. I have an eight-session Dream Talks e-course that I have for sale through spiritmoveministry.co. You have received the first session for free here on Prophecy Now. I would like to offer two coupon codes for those who are Prophecy Now listeners. The first coupon code is PROPHECY10 with a capital P. This will be 10% off either Session 1 or Session 2, basically Dream Talks 1 or Dream Talks 2. Each have four sessions. Or you can bundle it and use the coupon code PROPHECY15 to receive 15% off the bundle of Dream Talks 1 and 2. I hope that you guys will take advantage of these discounts and be blessed by the e-course. And it's awesome to have you as a listener to our Prophecy Now podcast. Hey guys, it is Liberty here from Spirit Move Ministries. And once again, excited, elated to be on with you all. Amen. Um, You guys, I'm going to do a separate announcement video. But the Fire Nights are coming. We are doing a Rosh Hashanah event in the Orlando, Tampa area, somewhere in between um, September 15th and the 16th. Plan to come. You can get on and register. We're going to start blasting that. Um, It's going to be an amazing time of worship, releasing prophecy over Israel and releasing prophecy over Florida. And the Lord has instructed me that it is time to let the lion out of the cage. And so we're going to prophetically let the lion out of the cage at this Rosh Hashanah New Year Jewish celebration event. Amen. And so you don't want to miss this amazing time together um, of basically praise and worship. Um, I'll be speaking, um, Steve, Apostle Stephen Strader from Ignited Church, the Lakeland Revival. Many of you might know him. He will be speaking and I'm going to be working with a couple of others. And we're working with a great venue or a church that's going to host us. Uh, We haven't gotten the final on that, but we're hoping to hear in the next couple of days. And so um, great things are happening. We are going to be in Oklahoma the 23rd and the 24th or the 22nd and 23rd of September. That's when we will be doing our youth fire night, our youth revival fire nights over that weekend in Oklahoma. As you know, we are raising funds for that. We have a team uh, on the ground that do ministry there, and they are going to kind of do the groundwork for us before we get there. Um, Our plan is if you're a youth pastor and you have teens or you're a youth leader and you have teens under you, Get them to this event um, in Blackwell, Oklahoma. It, we're going to do this uh, huge youth revival. We're going to be doing giveaways, all that stuff to attract the youth in 
to get them there. And um, we have boots on the ground. I'm going to be coming early and doing a leader training for all those who want to volunteer and help with the event. And then I'm also uh, going to be doing an impartation, a special prayer time with the youth pastors and youth leaders where I pray for them at a separate um, lunch and I impart um, fire um, <clears throat> and pray for each of you. And there's just going to be a lot of exciting things that weekend and uh, the ministry leaders in the area are already getting to work on their part of what they're going to be doing. And so um, we also are going to be raising funds for Pakistan. I go back to Pakistan in October and we got the final budget and we need to raise around $80,000. It's less than I thought, amen, around $80,000 before we go in October. If you feel led to give to that, you can give to that. Um, as you know, the last event or the last crusade that we did there that I went and spoke or basically released the gospel, um, we had about 80,000 in attendance and over 57,000 people got saved. And there was mass miracles. I can't go into all that, um, but so many miracles. And we're going to prepare to send out an email with the highlights of all the miracles and the things that God did. If you feel led to give, um, we're going to need $80,000. So, um, and that's just the cost. That's the cost for everything and for me to fly over there and do the crusade and to stay in a hotel there and then come back home. And so, um, it's worth millions, you guys. There's no words. Okay. So moving along as you, and my book anointed to win, go to Amazon and buy it. If you have not yet, if you have, and you've read it and <clears throat> you've been wrecked, go and do a review. We've had many reviews come in and we, we will recreate it. Our media team will recreate it. And then we blast it on social media. And we want to hear your stories. We want to know what God's doing in your life through the book. Amen. And so um, I've been doing interviews this week and uh, had an exciting interview today that um, I did in my closet. I sat on the floor next to all my shoes that need a shoe rack. I will get there and um, had to do it in there because it was the quietest place in my house. And so this is why I don't typically film here. I'm in my car, people, because my house is not quiet. So, um, anyway, um, amazing things. God is so good and we are so blessed. Amen. Okay. So if you've been following me for a while, you're going to know all this, some of this, but I'm going to recap a couple of things. And then this is basically part three of the three dark years prophecy I released, I believe around February of 2022. And so just to help you understand, if you're new to my channel, you need to go back and look up. The three dark years, prophecy, and then part two. And you're going to understand more of what I'm talking about today. But this is part three uh, to the three dark years. It's where we're at in the stage of the times and seasons of what God is doing. And so that's what I'm releasing today. And so um, the Lord spoke to me through a lot of different ways. You got to go back and watch the word. But he had spoke to me that. America was be, in 2021 was going to be taken through their Damascus moment. The same way Paul went through three days of blindness 
America is going to be taken through three years of darkness under um, leadership that was going to go very dark. And I prophesied this before any of all the weird stuff and bad stuff that's happening now. It was it was way before that. And so the Lord said it would begin in mid-February and uh, of 2022 and it would continue for three years would be um, three dark years. And it's going to be a part of America getting their Damascus moment so they can be delivered from themselves. And so, um, but the Lord also told me that the body of Christ is being taken through three dark years. Um, as we watch America be taken through their cleansing deliverance so they can find Christ and find salvation. Um, he said the body of Christ is also being taken through deliverance. Um, it's hard to believe that it's necessary. Okay, people, don't be prideful. <clears throat> Some of what I'm going to say in this video is going to irritate you and it's going to offend you. So just be ready. Okay. I'm just saying I'm prepping the foundation. Okay. Because I'm real with you. And so um, he said the body of Christ has to have their own Damascus moment. That's what most of the shaking is about. You guys have to understand the unsaved people, they need to be shook so that they see their need for Christ. Yes. But the first part of the shaking is, is, is God addressing the church, the body of Christ. He said, the Levites need to be clean first. If you're going to represent me, you're going to be a holy and pure bride. And there's not going to be mixture. And so I've, he said that, that the, during the shaking is him slowly walking the body of Christ through removal. Uh, and you have to go back and watch the videos. I mean, I can name stuff off of man-made religion, man-made ministries, um, kingdoms that have been built on the earth, uh, churches, mega churches, mega ministries that have been built on pride, arrogance, um, self-serving spirits. It has not been about, uh, reaching souls, delivering people, seeing, uh, the true God at work. And so <clears throat> a lot of people can't handle me because I tell it like it is. Um, there's a lot of people who love that. They don't want to be sugarcoated. They don't want to be lied to. They, they want to just know, like, what is God saying? What is he expecting from me? And just so you know, I live that kind of life. That's why I'm real with you. I'm real with myself. And so I'll be like, Liberty, get it together. This is what Jesus needs to happen. This is what he's saying. This is what you need to be doing. And I am just as real with myself as I am with the rest of the world. And so, um, I don't ever want to be found guilty of not really speaking his heart. Yes, I may be upfront and I may be in your face a little bit sometimes and super fiery and awesomely sassy, but that's how he's created me to be. That's how I release. And so I'm proud to be his daughter and to be his sassy, fiery daughter. And so um, there's way more to that than I can even mention here. But I'm very, very proud to be his daughter. Amen. 
And so um, the three years, God is removing the things he doesn't like. He's breaking up the old foundation and he's creating a whole new foundation for the church to be built on because what it was built on as of 2020 was not of him. Most of it. He said about 30 to 40% was maybe doing what they're supposed to. The rest of it, he's not, hasn't been pleased with it. And so he's got to take us through these seasons of walking us through. And so as a part of the dark years, uh, the first part was the Lord basically us acknowledging we, we're being shaken. We're going to be taken through the dark years. Number two, what's he doing during the dark years? He's cleansing us. He's removing our idols. He's removing the things that we don't know are sin, but they're sin. And get ready. I'm probably going to offend you, okay? Because I'm about to get to the nitty gritty, okay? Um. And so he's removing the things he's not pleased with in the body of Christ. Um, I can name off a massive list, you guys. I'm not planning on this being a teaching. I'm planning on this being a regular length word and prophecy. But um, there is so many things he's not pleased with. And a lot of those things are, are, are open doors to Jezebel, Absalom, fear, you guys, there's so many more familiar spirits, spirit of religion. I mean, I could just keep going. And then each of those things bring in their own problems. Spirit of Jezebel. They, they, they want to, she wanted to close the mouths of the prophets. So what it is, is they won't submit to leadership. They won't come under an authority. Uh, they can't be controlled or ruled. Um, they, they don't really want to serve Christ. They want to serve themselves and they cause disunity and they cause, um, strife and all this other stuff. Now, let me make it clear. Sometimes there needs to be disunity and strife because there's cleansing happening. God is not a God of peaches and cream and everything's perfect all the time. Sometimes we have to be put in front of the sea, in front of the Jordan with our enemies at our back and have nothing to do and nowhere to go. It's not fun to only have the reliance on divine intervention, but that's what we're supposed to live like. And so um, the dark years are for the body of Christ are necessary. That's the shaking God has got to get all the old stuff out of us. He's got to get the world out of us. He's got to get uh, man's ways of thinking out of us. Uh, Jezebel, Absalom. Absalom was David's son and he was going behind his dad's back, sitting there at the gate telling people, hey, come talk to me. Come get counsel from me. Um, and manipulating people into coming to him instead of to his dad. And so he wanted to basically be the one, the king. He wanted to be his dad. He wanted to be the leader. And that wasn't possible. So he just came under stealthily and was going to usurp authority because he really wanted his dad's position. And so he was just going to steal it in the spirit. 
not physically. He couldn't take it physically. I've had several Absaloms in my ministry that God removed. They came in and they immediately thought they knew better when they don't even have any previous experience running a church or running a ministry. But they will come in and they will be like um, judging everybody, thinking that they know better than me or their leader or whoever's over them. And the thing is, that's Absalom. And if you come in with that kind of pride and arrogance, God's going to remove you out. Because you're not submitted and you can't be taught and you can't come under authority. And so, um, you know, Absalom already thinks that they know better than you as the leader or the pastor or the apostle or the prophet. They already think they're above you. They see themselves as above you already. So they're not going to submit. They're not going to be teachable. They're going to walk in pride. And another thing, they hide it well. Um, but I'm not going into all that, you guys. The thing is, is I know many of you are going to email me and be like, well, what's the Jezebel spirit? What's Absalom? So I'm just talking about it a little bit, okay? Um, eventually, I will get to the point of doing full-blown teaching on all these things. Uh, the, the church that I had, I taught on all this stuff from the pulpit because you need to be aware of the enemy's tactics so that you're, you're not getting sucked in and becoming buddies with a Jezebel or an Absalom. You don't, or a religious person. You don't want to do that. And so, um, <clears throat> during the three dark years, as God's doing the cleansing, he kept leading me to read through Exodus. And as you know, I've already talked about Exodus in the other two words. Um, the process of the people of God being delivered from Egypt. And the Lord said, he, and he's been saying through many of the words that I've released, that he's removing Egypt from his people. He's removing Egypt from the body of Christ. This is why we're in the shaking. The world is getting shook and shaken for other things. We're being shaken so that we can be a pure bride because the remnant that's going to do all the work on the, at the very end, because we're getting there, you guys, will not be mixed with other stuff. Will not be 30% idols. Will not, <clears throat> there will be no mixture. He's coming for a pure white bride without spot or wrinkle. And you're probably thinking, that's impossible, Liberty. There's no way. It is possible. And I'll, I'm going to explain that as I walk you through what the Lord told me. And so he told me, Liberty, read Exodus 10. And honestly, I've been sitting on this word for six months, six or eight months. And so he said, read Exodus 10. And he highlighted the verses 21, basically through 23. And Exodus 10, 21 through 23 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. That's the darkness the world is being given right now with the shaking, okay? Um, to where it's felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days, three years, okay? And they did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. 
And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, um, this is part three of the three dark years. This is a picture of the three dark years. Just as it was three dark days, we are walking through the exodus of the three dark years, spiritually speaking. First, he said he's going to remove Egypt from his people. Then we will be ready to get Egypt saved. Just as my people had light in their dwellings, my body will have my light and my and heaven's presence available to them available to them during these three dark years. Just as I said, my people will have an open heaven available to them during the dark years. And the light that shines will be brighter than ever before. Light shines the brightest when it gets dark. Light can be seen where, when it's dark, and where it's dark, then it pierces the darkness. And so the Lord said, um, my people are not fully lit. They're not who they need to be yet. I'm still cleansing ministries. I'm still pruning. I'm still taking care of business. And he said, um, these during these three dark years, if you go back and watch part two, um, part of that, he said, if my people allow the cleansing they do what I've called them to do. They they allow themselves to walk in what I'm calling them to walk in. And they remove their idols and they begin to, to get cleansed. Then we will walk under an open heaven. He didn't. He doesn't want you to think, oh no, three dark years. It's going to be horrible. Um, even if, we're, if we serve Christ, it's not going to matter. It's going to be terrible. No, the Lord said each of his people will be under an open heaven. You will have provision you've never had before. You will have strength and joy from heaven that you've never had before. It's not just finances. It's strength, ability, joy, peace, truth. Because the truth sets you free. And so as he's stating in this word, just as I said, my people will have an open heaven available to them during the three dark years. But you guys, we have to choose it. And so what does he mean by removing Egypt? During all this shaking and these three years, he's removing the world from the church. Uh, he was removing his people from Egypt. But let this blow your mind. Now think about this. Go back and really read the story and watch some more stuff on it or whatever. But um, he saved them and delivered them from, from Egypt. But what happened? They still had, they, they, they needed to be delivered from Egypt. Egypt was still in them. And so they left and, and then all God's doing all these miracles and they're still complaining. They're still saying, well, maybe we need to go back to Egypt. At least, the least we have food. And so that's not the body of Christ that is going to be his end time army and remnant it is a bunch of whiners and complainers and those who are addicted to only having a feast. And so Paul said, I am always the same in famine or feast. That's the body of Christ that he's coming back for. And that's the only form of body of Christ that is going to be able to handle what's coming at the end times. 
The typical American Christian will not be able to handle it. Right now, the typical Christian can't even handle their feelings being hurt. Oh man, somebody didn't say hi to me five times at church. Get a grip. Yep, I told you I'm going to offend you. You're not there. Yes, you're there for fellowship, but you're there first and foremost to worship the King of Kings and to hear the word of the Lord and to sit in his presence. It's not about being popular and having 10 friends acknowledge you and five people hug you. You shouldn't need that stroking. The body of Christ, that the remnant doesn't need that. We should not need that to keep being faithful is, is basically what he's saying. Um, that's the American Christian. We should want all that God has for us and it should have nothing to do with God doing something on the outside to make us feel good and fluffy. Because I'm guaranteeing you, Paul did not feel good and fluffy when he sat in jail. He did not feel good and fluffy when he was being whipped on the back with 39 lashes. He was not feeling all happy and peaches and cream when he was being stoned. Okay, so here's the thing. We have the wrong idea of Christianity. And so the Lord needs us to understand that the, that when he removed his people from Egypt, he had, then he had to get Egypt out of them. And guess what he did? They went out and an 11 day trip trip to 40 years. It took 40 years, you guys. And God did not want it to take 40 years. He had to get Egypt out of them. And then what ended up happening was only the Gen Z's and younger went in to the promised land. That's scary. Let that blow your mind. I think I've said that a time or two. And so the Lord said he's got to get Egypt out of his people. That's what's happening during um, the three dark years. Now, let me explain it to you the way that I would explain it when I was a youth pastor. Um, let me explain to you when you say, okay, but we have to live in the world. Like we can't totally be whatever. Here's the thing. God's not talking about religion and legalism. He's talking about purity of heart. Uh, knowing where your true joy and peace and strength come from. All those things right there give you a head start on being the remnant and being a holy, pure bride. And so, so what does it mean? What's the difference? Like I said earlier, you're like, man, we can't be perfect, Liberty. Like, how are we supposed to do this? Um, how can we really know that we're going to be a part of the end time remnant? And he, we're not, during the shaking, going to be snuffed out and lose our salvation or lose, um, you know, we're going to be a, a tear instead of a wheat. How do we know? Well, here's the thing. What he means by pure white bride is a pure heart. God will work with someone that has a pure heart that's sold out to him, that knows uh, where they came from. They know that God saved them radically. They might still be a little rough around the edges. They might still dress a little bit inappropriate every now and then still because they're figuring things out. They might say a cuss word every now and then because they haven't figured it out. They're still working on stuff, but their heart is pure. They really love God. 
They really want to serve him. They want all that he offers. Is their behavior perfect? No. So what you need to understand is, yes, eventually those worldly ways of dressing and talking and all that, God wants it to be removed, but it's your heart he cares about first. And so he's coming for a bride and a remnant that it has a pure heart first and foremost. And then when your heart is pure, you begin to shed off those old worldly Egypt ways. He can remove them off of you. And then he begins to fill you with the things that are true of heaven, which is joy, peace that only comes from him. You guys, the world doesn't provide it. And the body of Christ has been leaning on the world's kind of peace. And that's another thing. God, he can't have that. You have to be able to be like Paul, where he knew when he went to the next city, he's going to get beat to death. And they were going to have to lay hands on him and bring him back to life. He didn't care. And so right now, the way that the church had went all comfortable and cushy and our feelings and living 30, 40% like the world, still full of Egypt. And so what does that look like to God? Are you ready? Here's what I would explain to the teens when I used to be a youth pastor and I would preach to them. Here's my example. I hope you made it far with this video. You guys watch the whole thing, listen to the whole thing. Um, you miss a lot of really cool stories and examples if you don't watch the whole video, okay? Um, so uh, as a lesson about similar to what this prophetic or prophecy you want to call it, times and seasons prophecy about the three dark years, um, I was teaching the youth about the importance of not living like the world, how we have to completely separate ourselves, not like in a convent or like in some weird town where everybody has a bun and you're in dresses. Not that I'm saying that's not amazing. I love you guys. Okay. But what I'm saying is that's not, that's not what the separation means. Okay. And so, um, I made everybody brownies as a snack, you know, the youth love food. And so I made a big old thing of brownies. And when I got part right through my, my message, I gave every, gave out the brownies and everybody started eating them. And they were like, you know, whatever, whatever. So after they are about halfway through, I said, how'd you like the brownies? And they said, well, awesome. You know, woo, or whatever, you know, youth, whatever teens say. And I said, uh, I only put a little bit of poop in the brownies. And they were like, what? And they started grossing out. And um, and I said, I only put a cup of poop in the brownies. And they were like, ooh, and they started gagging and spazzing out. And, and I was like, okay, I'm just kidding. I only put a half a cup of poop in the brownies. And they were like, oh, still, that doesn't matter. That's still nasty and sick and gross. And they were like, acting like they were going to throw up. And I said, I'm just kidding. I only put one tablespoon of poop in the brownies and they're like that's still sick that's nasty like it doesn't matter nobody wants poop in their brownies even if it's a little bit it ruins the whole pan exactly yep and i said you guys i did not put poop in the brownies i said but this is what it looks like to God 
when we want to mix the world in and say, number one, that he's going to accept it, that you can live like you want, do what you want, talk like you want, drink what you want, blah, 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 blah. And you're saying to Jesus, I'm going to do what I want and you're going to have to be fine with it. But to God, it's like a teaspoon of poop in the brownies. Who would eat a brownie knowing that there's a teaspoon of poop in it? What would you do if it was just a tiny little quarter of a teaspoon in the brownies? Would you still eat the brownies? Of course not. That's sick. In your head, you'd be like, that is sick. Exactly. So when God sees you and he sees the body of Christ and we have a little poop, I told you I might offend you. In our brownies, we have a little poop in our life. You know, one little piece of us is a little poop over here. But you need to understand it contaminates the whole you. One little bit of sin, one little bit of compromise, one little bit of Egypt messes up the whole pan of brownies. You're the pan of brownies. And that's what it's like to God when we want to mix things. It's like trying you, somebody offering you brownies with a little bit of poop. It doesn't matter how little bit. You ain't going to eat them because that's disgusting. So we can't say to God, this was why 2020 came about, you guys. We can't say to God that um, we can keep doing these little things, quarter teaspoon of sin, just a smidge, and then say that God's going to accept us. When he knows, we know it's not right, but we're doing it anyway. And so that's the problem is God's not talking about uh, a habit you're breaking or an addiction that he's working you through and you are conquering it and you're getting set free. But it's when Christians and the body of Christ willfully choose to live like Egypt. They willfully choose to have a half a cup of poop in their system. And then they expect to be able to, you expect to be able to present yourself before the King of Kings, the Holy of Holies. He said, pure white bride without spot or wrinkle. And so when we come and we have a little bit of sin that we don't want to get rid of, or we don't think it's important, we don't think God cares because we want to keep having little compromises. The Lord's like, that is poop in the brownies. That's what that is. And so God is getting the poop out of the body of Christ. Yep. I'm going to offend some of you. I know I said the word poop. I should be way more proper than that. I'm just saying. I could say cow dung or I could say something else, but it's poop. Okay, so here's the thing. 
God is done with the mixture. So the three dark years for the body of Christ is to get rid of the mixture. He's coming for a pure bride with a pure heart. And so what does that mean for you? What that means is God needs you to care about mixture. He needs you to care about Egypt being removed. He needs you to submit to it. He needs you to embrace it. He needs you to understand what he's doing so you don't get all scared about the seasons ahead. You need to know it's all about cleansing the body first. We cannot go. It's just what he's just said in this prophecy. My people cannot go save people when we're not fully saved ourselves. We have a little poop in our brownies. We have a little sin in our lives and we want to come and offer ourselves to God with a little sin. It's like giving, giving somebody a brownie with a little bit of poop. That's not going to be acceptable. He's not saying perfect behavior. What he's saying is the heart. If you have the right heart, the behavior will follow. You don't want to be foul anymore. You don't want to tell those nasty jokes. You don't want to dress like that. You want to be more appropriate. You care what God thinks. You want to be a man of God. You want to be a woman of God. You want to present yourself well. And so um, those things come when you follow a pure heart and you're sold out for Christ. But we've created a body of Christ and you've seen so many people fall. You've seen leaders being removed, pastors being removed. You've seen all kinds of stuff happening. It's because it's, we're in the middle of the cleansing. God is getting the poop out of the brownies. He is extracting Egypt from his people. Egypt's got to go, you guys. Egypt has got to go. Our idols, our addictions, our um, the, the fleshly things we lean on instead of leaning on Christ. The little bit of sin we keep in our life, the compromises, because we really don't think it matters. But what we're really saying is we don't care what you think, God. We're going to keep being like we want and say we're saved. That is not going to save anybody. We can't save anybody if we're not fully living it and walking in it. And so um, the way that they had light in their homes when the darkness came, the Lord said, we have an open heaven. We have his presence. We have his light. If we are allowing him to cleanse us, shake us, prune us, remove the poop, If we're allowing him to do that, then we will become fully lit and light shines the brightest in the darkness. And as we become fully lit and fully clean and ready for use for him, then we will shine in the darkness of the darkness that's been being sent over America. Like Paul was blind, he saw darkness for three days. America is going to be dark for three years so that they can see the light. Amen. I want to be the light of Christ. I want to be used. I want to know 
that when all this darkness covers the earth, my house is lit. My spirit is lit. My walk is lit. I am on fire, pure of heart, doing what, what God has called me to do. No backing down unashamedly with purity and holiness, not religion or legalism, but purity or holiness and holiness, all of it, you guys. And so get ready, stay ready, and understand that we're in the three dark years. God needs you to focus on being right with him first so he can use you and you can become the remnant. We were not ready to be the remnant. And that's what 2020 and beyond is all about. And God doesn't want you to be afraid of the three dark years, but he does want you to understand what's happening. We cannot go and save a world when we are acting just like them. When we think like them, we talk like them, we make decisions like them. We can't save them. What are we saving them from? Get out of hell free card. That's it. No power, no cleansing, no Blood-washed saints, pure white and spotless, without wrinkle. That's what he's coming after. And that's what I want to be. And this is why I do what I do and I release what I release. And um, I offend people. But the thing is, is there's a place where we can get to where in famine or feast, we are... Apostle Paul, we go wreck it for Jesus, even if we know we're going to get whipped and beaten and thrown in jail. We don't care. Right now, if you can't handle a hangnail or maybe having to eat ramen for a week because budget's tight or you can't get your nails done, you're going to have a huge issue when it come to, comes time to the very end. So what you think is hard is not hard. God doesn't want to make us go through hard things so we can get it together. I would prefer not to learn that way. Amen. Who's in agreement? Me. All of us. Let's embrace the cleansing, let's say, God, get rid of our idols, remove Egypt from us so that we can be the house that's lit during the dark years. So that we can be the fire that is seen across the land. As this world gets darker, America gets darker, more evil laws are made, all this junk. It's all a, a part of them getting their Damascus moment. It's, it's all about bringing salvation to America because they will be saved. America shall be saved. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you. We glorify you. 
We honor you. And Lord, we say, use us for your kingdom. We declare that we will submit to the cleansing. We will not let our lives be a picture of poo in the brownies. Lord, we say cleanse us, remove Egypt from us, remove the world from us, remove the honeycomb, the fear of the Lord is better than the sweetest of honey, gold or silver. He's coming back for a bride and a remnant that fears him and cares what he thinks. And so, Lord, we say we care what you think. Remove Egypt from us. Take our idols so that we can fully walk in all that you've called us to walk in. And do it well with others so we can do this together. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys are awesome. I'm going to go now. And um, I'm excited about everything that God's doing. I can't wait to see you guys at Rosh Hashanah. Plan to be here in the Orlando, Tampa area. We're working on a couple of venues. One is, is in um, the Orlando area. And one is in the Tampa area. So we will see what the final is. Also, get the book Anointed to Win. Subscribe, you guys, to this. Go subscribe to our emails. I send out words in written form that never go on YouTube. And we send out, I send out words two or three times a week by mass email. And you get all kinds of other information that you wouldn't normally know about. And so go to spiritmoveministry.co and subscribe to our emails. Um, I think that's it, you guys. Have an awesome, awesome night. And I'll see you in a few days, probably.